Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Legacy Life podcast and the Conscious Shift series. I have got Laura with me today. Um, and yeah, she's going to tell you a little bit more about who she is and uh, introduce herself to start off with. So welcome, Laura. It's so nice to be here, Sarah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm Laura Scapatici. I have a very long um, Italian last name that is from my husband's side of the family. Um, and my dad is actually a Syrian immigrant to the US. So I have that cultural background in my house too. And I'm raising three kids and they go to the Steiner School in Edinburgh. And that's how we know each other. And we've moved here from California just like two and a half months ago and getting used to the, um, actually it's been sunny almost every single day since we got to Edinburgh, but <laughs> But I, I know it's it's an absolute lie that it rains all the time here. Oh, I know it's really cold. Tell too many people though, because I think I think the people of Edinburgh just like keep it under wraps because they totally. <laughs> yes, the weather is very bad. It was the same for me when I moved here, and it's so interesting these um the the stories that get perpetuated about places or how life is or whatever. And one of the things, obviously, about Scotland is that it's cold. Right. And so I grew up all my life with this whole thing. Oh, Scotland's so cold and it'll be so cold. If you ever go there, it'll be cold. La, 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 la. And I grew up my whole life with that. And so when we were thinking of moving here, it's going to be cold. How are you going to cope with the cold? La, 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 la. And when we got here, I was like, it's not that cold, no. actually. And it was quite sunny a lot of the time. The winter was much milder than I was expecting. And I was like, Wow. So what gets spoken mm-hmm. all the time in in our society is what's keeping that alive more than it actually being a reflection of reality. Oh my gosh. Well, that is a perfect um explanation for so much of life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what gets spoken by us, what gets spoken by society in general. Yeah, it's, it's really, really we're spoken by our families. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) all these stories we tell ourselves that um, and I would say like one of the things that for me is the biggest story that I think is false besides Scotland not being sunny is that um, this material plane is all we have. This is it. This is what we got. Uh This is it. And um, you live, you die. End of story. Um, You know, there we distraction is really good just try to get through um and there's a whole other world just right there um right all around us that we can Mm. dip right into and be connected to that is very alive and I find that um you know that's part of my mission is to uh you know hashtag disrupt disrupt materialism um and by that I mean the things that aren't really alive and aren't um, connected to us on a soul level or connected to the earth in any way. That's, that's the pervasive story I think in our modern culture that is false. Yes. (laughs) Wow. That's so true. Isn't it? The, the um, yeah, the, this is all there is this, this material Mm -hmm. physical body is all there is and everything physical and the and anything other than that is not as valuable right right and or it's we can't even perceive it 
Mm-hmm. I also think that that's not true. I think we do have um, the capacity to perceive beyond the five senses that we talk about, um, that there's there's just so much there and we can cultivate those capacities through different um, things, the way that we live, the way that we look at life and, and the exercises that we do. So. Mm-hmm. so, so how have you come to uh, for that to be part of your mission like tell us a bit about you and what you do and how how that has come to be well I would say sort of my story starts with a tree um, and if people know me they know they know about this tree because I talk about this this maple tree that um, I used to climb when I was young and I was in it all all the time and um, you know I felt like it was a friend of of mm. mine Mm-hmm. Um, it was a place of like safety and sauce. And I would go up in the tree and sing and, <laughs> you know, just, just, just be there a lot. Um, and when I was in college, I, I had a dream about the tree mm. day. Um, my dad called me and told me that he had cut down the tree. I knew and- you were going to say that. Mm, so sad he was like well I made this little chair out of the the trunk for you so you could have this chair and so like I look back at that story now and I was like oh I was connected to the being of that tree to the living essence however you want to talk about it I mean there's so many different words we can use for Mm. spirit or elemental beings or god or whatever um everybody should just pick their own words but um if what feels comfortable with them but just know it's there there's some kind of living quality so um, as I got older, I was always very connected with nature. Um, I, I read that a uh, book that people probably think is goofy now is the Celestine Prophecy. In I college. love that book. Right? It's like every- I loved it when I read it. It was just like, ah, oh, yes. I need to read it again. To Me see. too. I, you know, I don't have a copy. I always used to have a copy and then I would give it to someone and then I'd get another copy and give it to someone else. And I, so I don't have a copy. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't have a copy either. So anyway, we can share. When I get it, we'll, we can share. Um, yeah. But, you know, that was about interpersonal connection as well mm. as connection with nature. And then when I discovered Waldorf education, Steiner education, I was like, oh, I, I was raised without any religion as well. So I think I was co- completely left in freedom. Like, you know, really, I had a lot of reverence for mm-hmm. the world around me and for nature, but not... I didn't have any dogma. Uh-huh. So then that sort of developed into my connection with anthroposophy, which is the spiritual philosophy behind Waldorf education and um, Steiner, Steiner education came from Rudolf Steiner. Um, and it really combines like East and West. So you'll get um, ideas of reincarnation and um, meditation, but also this picture of the this Christ being um, or this being of love and then also the whole picture of the earth and the elementals I mean it's really all mashed up in there mm-hmm. um, and so you know some of the meditations and things I do come out of that that spiritual stream mm-hmm. so that, that's kind of my story and now um, I have a podcast called that good may become and that is focused on you know bringing the the esoteric into everyday life so what's hidden you know sort of awakening that um, in, in everyday life. Mm. And, um, I'm in a writing program right now. So I'm, I'm hoping to bring some of that content through the written word as well. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And what do you feel the benefit is of being, being connected to more than just the, 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 
3D, you know, having the kind of esoteric in our everyday? Yeah, I mean, great question. I I feel like I know that because I had a point in my life where I didn't have that connection where Mm -hmm. I just dropped like way down into like atheism, I guess people would call or no spiritual framework. Um, For me, having a spiritual framework is really, um, it's meaning making. So it allows me to find meaning in pretty much everything that happens. And I know we we just did a podcast and you talked about a loss and how do you make meaning of loss? Um, mm-hmm. How do you make meaning of, um, you know, the, the, the natural world and, and what it is without just walking by it and not, not noticing? Um, how do you, how do you make meaning of meetings with like chance encounters with people or, or conflict? Um, and the spiritual framework or having some kind of spiritual framework or whatever kind of framework you want to call it, I think gives that meaning and um, mm. allows for a deeper connection with yourself, with the world and with the events happening around you. So mm. It's interesting because when you use the meaning, making meaning, you know, I talk about and um, as a coach that we're meaning making machines, we make meaning out of everything. Right. And we do all the time make meaning out of absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I hear and what you're saying is being conscious about the meaning right. that you're making. Right. Yes. And choosing empowering meaning because we make meaning all the time, whether we're conscious about it or, or not. Mm-hmm. Um yeah so so yeah so yeah I'm hearing the kind of conscious yeah yeah consciousness. I, I love, I love what you're saying we're, we're always making meaning and maybe yeah always it's negative you know maybe it's like oh well this is the way that society is and or this is the way my marriage is or this is the way mm. you know education is mm-hmm. and it's an acceptance um of something that doesn't that that doesn't feel right so then you know what do you do when you can't find the meaning um you know maybe there's another perspective or a way of looking at things I think that's what you help people like you know have this other sort of perspective and um tap into what feels true to them not what has been told as the truth to them right Mm. totally back to to that big fat lie right yeah oh yeah this is the truth this is it this is it. yeah or there is only one way I think I've always always struggled with um with uh religion in a way Mm -hmm. with uh that that part that there is only one way like yeah and I just find yeah I've always thought well that's it's just yeah yeah, and the, our, the our way is the only way, always the best way as well. Even if you're, a, you know, there's all so many different strands of Christianity, but it's right. like every every strand is it's like our way is the only way, and we'll kill you if you don't believe it right. with love because uh, God uh, yeah. sanctions it. <laughs> you know, oh, um, I mean, it's just like crazy. <laughs> I mean, the, the the earth can't live without biodiversity. How how can you know a spiritual picture of the human being exist without many many different pictures? I mean, I think you it's know all we all have paths <laughs> without all that you know different things going on in them, but they're all part of a whole. You know, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I I get that resistance. Like, no, there's not one. There's not one way. 
yeah. yeah there are so many paths aren't there to oh yeah to yeah to I suppose this kind of consciousness I suppose or this um yeah to connecting with a a spiritual life you know um but yeah it's uh it's yeah it's interesting what you were saying earlier about how yeah with that with this tendency to only operate from the physical plane really you know yeah um yeah it's so nice sometimes like (laughs) I just want to like sit on the couch and like drink my ginger beer and watch hours of Netflix. Like, who doesn't want to do that? Exactly. Especially ginger beer. I love ginger beer. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But like, you know, that's, that's, that's one aspect. And if I, if I allowed myself to do that all the time, there would be so many things I I would be missing. So, yeah. 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 And so, so what does it look like then the, the work that you do? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, in addition to um, the podcast, I don't, I don't really have a business around what I do. I've done it in my work um, where I, in my, my last position, I was the director of programs for the Anthroposophical Society in the U.S. So I created, Hi. and I created events and online education with, with amazing groups of people helping me create these events. Um, mm. That was for the whole, the whole country. Wow. Um, whole world was was tapped into our online programs and uh, it continues to be so but so that was in my actual job job um, but yeah. now that I'm not in that job job I still I think I'm still doing the same thing you know creating spaces yeah reflect um and you know have these conversations with each other and uh, you know the podcast is part of that um hopefully you know the writing will also be part of that mm-hmm. of these and sometimes people do reach out to me with kind of coaching questions I would say and um, we we go from there mm-hmm. I have I do offer workshops I've offered workshops recently online but you know life has been um, quite fast and, and moving lately and so you know we had this huge move over here and basically what I've been doing for the the business sort of uh, paused for a little bit then but you know here here we are having this conversation so the podcast is really my primary way of mm-hmm. um, people right right now. And of course, there's more, more to come once I'm out of school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what made you come here to the UK? Uh, well, a couple of things. We were looking for a K through 12 Steiner school where our kids could all be on one campus. Um, and, you know, it's amazing. Now we can walk instead of driving like 35, 45 minutes to school um oh that's and, huge isn't it oh it's really a lifestyle thing you know if it's <sighs> it's possible to be near <laughs> where where your kids go to school it's, it's pretty amazing um, it's massive when we moved here that was one of our criteria when we were looking somewhere to live yeah it had to be like within 20 minute walking distance from <laughs> the school that's that we drew a circle that was yeah. it yeah exactly and that was it um so yeah so that you know sort of simplifying our life in that way of course you know selling a house and moving across the ocean probably doesn't sound like simplification but um in our situation it did feel it feels like that now it feels like life is simpler in a way 
Um, and then also, you know, there's this, there's this Rudolf Steiner verse that says something like, um, life, life becomes more, um, beautiful for me. Life becomes more arduous or challenging for me at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so we have kind of both of those levels. And I think if you're really on your destiny path, like that kind of happens, you know, where, where it becomes more full and beautiful, but also like way more work at the same time, but like, good, good. Like, like you're carrying a heavy box, but in it is treasure, you know? Mm. So you've got this weight of this thing and you're like, oh, there's treasures in here, but it's still kind of hard to carry it. So mm. I feel like we're, we're in a moment like that too, um, because I'm in this creative writing program at Edinburgh Napier. And I'm, I'm really trying to figure out how to bring, I guess, like the Celestine prophecy, bring these um, sort of ideas and concepts into popular fiction. Um, and I do think they exist there already, but this like sort of meditative path and um, the ability to awaken one's own capacities, I, I'd like to bring that into fiction. So nice stream fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Do you know, one of the things I was thinking about, because you obviously you've worked for many years around um, anthroposophy, which I always found I did well. I said it. <laughs> I find it a bit challenging to say. Yeah. Um, and and I know it amazes me still how there is so much um, distrust of things that are different and aren't mainstream, you know. And, uh, yeah, so I wonder how, how, how do you feel? Do you feel that's changed more mm. recently? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think when we were talking earlier um, on my podcast, you know, there is this idea of, um, you know, you had this hashtag random acts of awakening. I think there is more of a consciousness happening um, around spirituality, more of an openness. One of the, the ways that I see it it's like a move. It's not religion. Okay. So religion, I think was predominant for a long time. And maybe before that people were having these very sort of um, connected experiences with nature or with spiritual beings or whatever. But now I feel like it's very personal mm. and um, people are really looking inside. I think there's so much loss. That's one of the ways that people end up connecting through a loss. Mm. Um, whether it's, uh, home or it's like from a climate change or it's um, the loss of a loved one um, or just the loss of stability. I, I think, I think that's an entry point. So this, and we talked about this a little bit together, this, these losses that we've experienced open a portal for a spiritual connection in new ways. And I see that in a lot of people, when they talk to me, they say, Oh, I, I this happened to me. And, and in that moment, I had this spiritual experience and I'm like, mm. wow, you know, or the spiritual encounter. So, um, so I do think there is a paradigm shift happening and, uh, an openness and people maybe just talking about it a little more openly. I mean, we certainly have a lot of stories in popular fiction people that have powers or capacities or, yeah right yeah. so that's that's sure. there too yeah. yeah yeah how about you feel like it's happening too or I do but I you know part of the reason why I asked this was I do and I don't as well like I mm -hmm. I always I'm always surprised at how 
um I suppose because of I'm surrounded I you know my children go to a Steiner school I'm surrounded by people who and I'm a coach so I you know come across coaches therapists healers psychotherapists people who are already mm-hmm. operating from um I suppose uh looking at other ways of being in life right mm-hmm. um so that is my world so it's easy to think that that is the dominant right way that the world is but it's the dominant way that my world is right yes not you know and then I was reminded I was engaging with something and the the person was saying you know two percent of you will actually do this and most of you won't right wow and I just thought so you know it's up to you whether you want to be the two in the two percent and I just thought gosh is it so small still you know yeah right so 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 yeah so I think there's that for me I kind of forget and sometimes I'm reminded you know when you know I speak to my neighbors or whatever and and I'm like oh yeah of course right it's not there right I mean I I think well so an example is right I live in a block of flats Mm -hmm. where there's a shared garden and there are a few trees so when you talked about your tree yeah um there was talk of taking some of the trees down in the garden Mm -hmm. And I was like, in my world, you only take trees down because, you know, they provide oxygen, what have you. If there's something wrong with a tree or right. it really is damaging something or can't be there anymore. But it was like, oh, well, they're not symmetrical and, you know, they're a bit untidy. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's no. not a reason to take a tree down. And and shared, you know, there's one tree in the garden that the children can climb. And that was one of the trees they were talking about taking down. And I'm like, No. Mm-mm. and one of the people I suppose who's part of the committee whose child climbs a tree that didn't seem to be on the part of it for them I did that, that I don't think yeah I was surprised that they were okay about taking a tree down that their child enjoys climbing but right. um but yeah so mm-hmm. I'm like anyway the trees aren't getting taken down they they Hooray. are they are they aren't they're not they're not but 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 it was just like and so my partner and I put together a a response you know to to sort of say well what the tree means to our children what the tree means to us yeah and um beautiful yeah and so so I think that helped but it's just Mm -hmm. like I think we can yeah get so caught up in I don't know looking good and whether things are tidy or not and you know that's like what about the essence of Mm -hmm. life you know and that connection and having a special tree childhood tree is massive you know Mm -hmm. you don't just Mm -hmm. rip that down (laughs) Mm -mm. no so well not in my world anyway so so yeah, no. I mean exactly. I I think that those are sort of like those um what I would call it like these like death forces, these like materialism forces that just want to not have us experience the living world around us, and they just mm-hmm. come in and and it's it's very interesting. Like they come in through like numbers, or they come in through like this tidiness thing, or they come in through like 
you know, like, let's do these things and everything will be lined up. But yes, it, that linear, that's what it's making me think, yeah, that linear way of being. Yes, very linear. And then, you know, there's oh, so much is lost through that. And it, but it's so seductive. It's mm. it's very like, yeah, let me get the bleach out and kill all these bugs and, you know, like this and that. Or And it's like, uh, yeah, because then it feels like order. And yes. oh my God, you, you really want order. But, you know, if you think about the, the egg and the womb and the moment of conception, that's complete chaos. Like that's a moment of chaos. And that's where creative energy comes from. That's where birth comes from. That's where life comes from, from yeah. that chaos. So, so this, there's a counter force, you know, and if you can be in tune with like, Oh, wait, <laughs> that's that counter force in me. It's telling me I have to do this, 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 and like it's contraction, you know, and pushed. And it's like, wait a minute, where, let me, let me be aware of that. And where can I have a little more flexibility in there? And that to me is a spiritual concept. Mm. Mm. And you don't want to be like way out there, like, like everything's like also not helpful. So it's sort of the extremes. It's the balancing of the two and, and the human being can do that. The human being can balance the two. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do you have a practice that you could share with people that Mm. helps you to do that, to balance those two worlds? Okay. Yes, I do. Um, And I'll share, I'll share a verse that I work with in meditation. Um, And the reason this one helps me and hopefully I'll I'll get all the words right. (laughs) It's like when you think, you know, a song and then you start singing it out loud and you're like, wait a minute, that wasn't right. (laughs) Same thing with this verse. But um, anyway, for me, like, I feel like that, like a uh, contraction force that I was talking about, like it manifests in anxiety, which you probably felt a little with me this morning before mm-hmm. we got on the podcast. I'm like, oh my God, I'm not organized enough. And I like get scattered um, and, you know, contracted in myself all at once. And so to balance that, um, I have a verse I work with called the, the, the quiet verse. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's Rudolf Steiner, but it goes like this. Let's see if I can get it. Quiet I bear within me, I bear within myself forces to make me strong. Now I will be imbued with their glowing warmth. Now I will fill myself with my own will's resolve. And I will be... (laughs) Okay, those are the first four. So I'm going to send you the rest of the verse. But basically, it's this invocation to quiet. Um, and I will feel the quiet pouring through all my being when through my steadfast striving, I find the source of inner strength, the strength of inner quiet. And Beautiful. so I yeah. sometimes sit up, isn't that amazingly powerful? I, I, that was a very bad, uh, rendition of it because I, I lost my quiet halfway through, but, um, I use that verse in the morning. Sometimes I just do it while I'm lying in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I sit up and I meditate. So I use a verse to meditate um, rather than just trying to clear my mind because it's almost impossible for me. Um, I can, but what happens to me with the verse is that I get to that point of quiet where, where all I'm connected to are the words, where there's mm-hmm. nothing else past the words. Yeah. And then all throughout my day, I can go back to that source 
um, back to that verse, back to that source of inner quiet. And that, that really helps me. I think, I think your last podcast interview, you were talking about quiet, getting to that quiet with someone. Um, mm. there, there it is again. It must be a theme right now. Yeah. That, that quiet, that stillness, that connection. Yeah. I feel it. I feel it as you're talking about it. It's like, yeah. uh, an invocation of, of that, you know, and I love what you're saying about um active meditations like for years I just thought I just can't I can't meditate you know I just it's not something I can do because I had it is we're coming back to it it has to be one way you have to sit in silence and you don't you can walk and meditate you can you know there's so many ways of coming to that place yes so if you're somebody listening and you thought uh, you know I just I if you've got the story that I can't meditate Yes. You know, maybe ask your the question like, how can I met? How can I connect up and meditate in a way that works for me? And you will find a way. Exactly. Uh, so and ask great questions, and you will get your answers. That's it. Yeah. Ask intentionally, and and the answer will come. Ask before you go to bed. It might show up in the morning. I mean, I have so many spiritual practices. I just wanted to add one other thing because you have this hashtag. Um, random acts of awakening. I also have one called um, something beautiful every day. Oh, nice. Before I made it up, I also have disrupt materialism. But um, one of my other practices is every day, because I was I was so annoyed by social media and Instagram, and I felt obligated to be on there. And um, I took a month leave from my job. And like the two days after I took the leave, I was like, you know what, I want to be on there because it's a place where people are right now, but I'm just going to take a picture of something beautiful every day. And so that's another way that I center myself. Um, I just pause and it's usually nature. And I try to really see what's in front of me, like the plant I'm taking and have a little connection and then take the picture. And sometimes the plant will be like, oh, take it from this angle, right? <laughs> might sound crazy, but I've found when that happens, sometimes I blow the picture up and there's like a bug in there that I couldn't see with my bare eye or there was like a little drop of water. So like, just again, back to intention and presence and just a quiet moment. That's, that's another thing I do. So that's the hashtag there where I post um, beautiful things every day. Sometimes it's my family because they're beautiful too, but. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. And what a, what a beautiful place to kind of wrap up our conversation Thank you so much for coming on today, Laura, and sharing your spiritual journey, your your connection, your, yeah. It's been really lovely hearing how you weave that into your life and, and support others to, to connect with that aspect of life in their day-to-day. -day. Thank you yeah. so much, Sarah. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.